Hello, you might be here to hear some low-flying helicopter or something thundering overhead. <laughs> Can't see it, there's a bit of cloud. Oh no, there they are. Oh, there's two. Two military of some kind. That's why it sounds like. There's two of them together. Anyway, it's the uh, 24th of May. Goodness me. Where May's going to, I don't know. Anyways, you probably gathered I'm outside again for this chat. Marching up the same old hill, covered in buttercups at the moment. Lottie goes snuffling about in the buttercups and then uh, wonders why she keeps uh, sort of making coughs and sneeze, sneezes and funny little huffs and puffs. Anyway, she gets covered in pollen and gets, she rather shows up on a black Labrador's buttercup pollen. But she enjoys it, <laughs> I think. Come on. Just, uh, Plodding up the hill beside me. So, hope you're all well. I'm sort of uh, cracking on with the editing of the book, which, as I mentioned before, is called Accomplice to Murder. Cover is done, the front cover anyway. Um, the paperback thing's a little bit more complicated because. The designer has to know how many pages will be in the book and I can't tell him that yet till we get to a later stage of formatting so uh, we will get there. Editor standing by, I've just got to get a wiggle on and uh, get through the thing. I sometimes, uh, if you're wondering <laughs> about this whole process thing, I sometimes um, print off pages as I kind of get through the ed editing stages and, uh, and let uh, Sue, who's uh, the patient Mrs Kendling, um, quite likes to read them and um, she likes to read them in a more sort of, you know, physical form on paper rather than as an e-book, which it's complicated anyway because I'd have to format the e-book. But anyway, um, we've done that a few times and that's quite interesting. Not that she's... Uh, impartial of course but uh, she sometimes ask, asks good questions and points things out and it's uh, it's good to know if like somebody's, somebody who's read the other stories is going to be confused or thrown off by something then uh, that's a clue to me that it's not quite right perhaps. I haven't started doing that with this book yet but I'm thinking about it. Bought a new uh, bit of toner for the old laser printer to, uh, to do it, so we'll see. There's going to be quite a lot of printing involved if I do all, all that because it's a fair length book. For me anyway, you know, I mean some people are uh, routinely churning out, uh, oh, I don't mean that in a sort of pejorative sense, I just mean they produce long books and certain genres have very long books as well, like epic fantasy, epic sci-fi, these things tend to be long by their nature. Oh, anywho, the, uh, there's quite a lot of threatening clouds about but uh, I'm doing my coat a bit because now the sun's coming out. So uh, it's very changeable weather today. Birds are singing, flowers are coming out in the hedgerows a bit more. Certainly we've got the uh, Blackthorn Blossom. 
He's out, I think. Mentioned in uh, Mystery in May, of course. Uh, blackthorn blossom and hawthorn blossom are important things. The elderflower is just coming out as well. Things I'm kind of surrounded by do make it into the books. Um, or places from memory sometimes, like even my older books. Probably people as well though, changed to some extent. But yeah, with the uh, with the Devonshire ones obviously it's a bit of a what people in, insist on calling a no-brainer. I mean it kind of <laughs> it kind of goes without saying really that we want those details to be authentic. Although my village is even smaller than the one Dan lives in. Um, and the Vale has a has a school and a a church and a pub and so on. We don't really have those. <laughs> We have some different things. We have a playing field, because it was an artificially created village where I live. It was made for quarry workers, so it has a social club and a place to play fussy. And, uh, and a playground for kids, and the allotments for people to grow food. So uh, it was never a highfalutin, uh, fancy sort of thatched cottage village or even a farm workers style village or anything like that, it was uh, always always for the workers for the quarry, about, about 110 years ago, something like that. Yeah. It's beautiful now, see for miles. Everything is very lovely and green in Devon at this time of year. Yeah, actually, no breeze to interfere with the microphone, which is amazing. <laughs> What is happily sniffling about. So when will this book be coming out? Well I guess it's still a, a little way from going to the editor. I suspect it'll be fairly quick. It comes back to being a few days. Um, it's frightening when you start talking about months but uh, yeah I guess uh, I guess it'd be another month. Maybe a, I think probably a bit longer just to get everything together. I'm thinking about redoing my store actually, so it might be that any kind of uh, release offers might be on there. So I do have an online shop or online store, whatever you want to call it, at Payhip, uh, which is sort of a third-party provider. And it has some useful things built in for people, like it has, uh, you can get discounts by referring people and sometimes by buying more than one thing, I can't remember now. It's a while since I've tinkered with the nuts and bolts of it. Very few people um, have used it so far. It's uh, be nice if it's used a bit more. But anyway, I'm thinking of bringing it all back into my site so that everything is within the michaelcampling.com and you can find everything in one place. And partly I'm doing that because I want to do that because uh, I am looking into the idea of providing some paperbacks direct. Um, because I know you can get them on Amazon, you can get them on uh, Barnes and Noble, but the, does exist the technology and the services these days to, for me to sell them direct? Um, so instead of me having to say, "Oh yeah, you might be able to get it here and there, but you might have to order it," and so, which is this, the case with the a Study in Stone, um, lots of the paperbacks on Amazon, but I've only sort of put a Study in Stone into 
just about everywhere you can get a book. Um, however, I still feel like I'm sort of giving everybody lots of work to do, saying off you go and find it <laughs> and order it and things. Whereas we could bring it all in in-house, so to speak, and then uh, it would be printed and rushed to you automatically when you ordered it, which seems pretty snazzy to me. Um, and I think they're slightly nicer. The service I'm using um, apparently does quite, or thinking of using, just a slightly nicer books I think than the, than the other ones. I think the covers are a bit thicker. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful now. I'm actually quite warm. I came out with a coat on. So that's nuts and bolts stuff. Um, still not sure what's going to happen next after after this book comes out. It's hard to think of. Um, anything else much whilst, whilst this is all ongoing. Yeah, but uh, there will be more books, more Dan and Alan. <laughs> I'm occasionally tempted with the idea of doing something totally different as a standalone type thing. Um, you know, maybe uh, like a thriller or um, Sort of psychological suspense kind of thriller. I'm not sure. I think of ideas all the time and people often ask about the ideas thing, you know, where do you get ideas? But ideas really are not exactly ten a penny, but they, they crop up all over the place, especially if you start looking for them and recognising them. And um, it's, it's amazing how you can come up with things, which sort of makes you think all these ideas are flo floating around. Why people like Hollywood film producers keep just rehashing the same old things over and over again, the same, same franchises, the same tired old themes and stories and yeah, and TV producers of course uh, just seem to be the same old thing all the time, doesn't it? Anyway, there are glimmers of good things out there, aren't there? But uh, yeah, there's lots of, lots of good stories waiting to be told. Really it's whittling it down and deciding what to commit time to. So obviously I know that there are people like who would like another Dan and Alan book, so that is a very different situation to me writing a standalone thing, which I don't know if anybody will want at all. Um, but who knows, it could be the next big thing. <laughs> you never know. Because the sunlight is sort of shining against the dark clouds over there. I can actually see a sort of band of rain just hanging in the air. I'm just wondering whether it's going to sweep along the valley and get me or or just go away. <laughs> we'll see. If I have to suddenly stop recording that'll be why. Come on Lonnie. You can do it whole thing. Good girl. Second time up the hill. She objects to slightly but uh, we just plod up slowly. Oh and there's a little breeze. That's not making too much wind noise. Um, so yeah, it's a question of narrowing it down. Sometimes when you examine an idea, you think, okay, well that's... You know, you might think, oh, it's being done, or you might think it... It doesn't really have as much potential as you originally thought. So kind of, does it have legs, sort of thing. Um, try and kind of visualise a bit of the story in my mind of how it would pan out. So for instance the the whole genesis of the Devonshire Mysteries was 
it was quite a long period because I I would be out doing things you know like walking the dog or whatever and thinking and thinking about it and quite a lot of my ideas got rejected and certainly the early ideas for plots um, got rejected and I would just like scribble things on bits of paper the, the character kind of came to me reasonably reasonably well and sort of it wasn't too much of a struggle I think I kind of knew the kind of person I wanted him to be and, and Alan too and I wanted that village setting but it's making it all work and that's why studying stone is slightly different to your average kind of mystery and you know body on chapter one kind of thing <laughs> um, so I put a lot of thought into it and I wanted it to arise sort of a bit more naturally and uh, yeah Dan had to be not exactly likeable in the first instance but uh, struggling with his with his own things going on and it kind of had to be like that but it took me quite a while to get there I came up with all kinds of ideas at first you know there's going to be like uh, a raffle in the village and then somebody was going to get poisoned by something they had a it was a box of chocolates as a prize and then you know there'd be something in it killed them. I had something on a bus can't remember exactly what was going to something was going to happen to like, the driver I think and the bus was going to almost crash and uh, Dan was going to kind of save the day I had an idea about uh, missing children which was you know that panned out as being far too bleak for what I wanted uh, far too much into sort of dark kind of crime didn't want to go there so you know I had the kind of family heirlooms being stolen all kinds of of different things uh, some of which I probably can't even remember but uh, it took me a while to get to the to get to the point where I was ready to start and then I just went for it and it kind of evolved from there which, if you're new here, you might not remember the original blog posts, which I started um, started it. And it was going to be a bit cosier to start with, I think, going to be called Freshly Roast Mystery. I think they're still there somewhere. Um, just a reference to coffee and so on. And uh, it was going to be different. It was going to be quite different. And I published a few posts and thought, okay, this, this definitely has some legs. And the story, I didn't continue it as blog posts because, come on, because I needed to do rewriting and editing and hacking about with it. Well done, Lottie, you made it to the top twice. We can drop down again now, can't we? Come on. Come on. Good girl. Sadly, no chasing after a ball for you because the vet said no to that. Not strain on the old joints, charging about apparently. And it's quite uneven ground here, which is not, not ideal. All those rapid twists and turns dogs do when they're chasing after things, they tend to suddenly stop and change direction and that sort of thing, which if you've got a bit of momentum downhill isn't good for you apparently, good for your joints. Anyway. Taking it easy, aren't we, Lottie? 
So, um, yeah, a lot of people don't share early stages of work at all. I, I share things in certain stages and I share certain snippets. I don't like to put things up wholesale because uh, I think they can be disappointing. And also, you know, they, they might not follow on. So you might get to chapter five, or I might get to chapter five and think, oh, I got chapter one all wrong, it needs totally changing. And then once that's been changed, there's a knock-on effect um, from that point onwards. So it's uh, somebody reading it along, say one bit at a time would go, hang on, well, that isn't right, that's not what happened. <laughs> and also I'd have to keep going backwards and forwards, changing everything, which is just unworkable. Um, it's the number of changes I will do, you know, I, I bash away and I lose track of time. There was, um, I'm not sure she's still alive, but uh, there's a, an American writer of children's books called Betsy Byers, and I, I admired those books a lot, and I used to use them when I was teaching, a particular one called Midnight Fox, which is a beautiful book. And um, she had a quote, she said something like, um, I'm a rewriter, I rewrite things until they look like they haven't been written at all. Something like that, she said. And that's my kind of approach, really. I do a lot, a lot of changes <laughs> to make sure things say what I think, what they really do say, not what I thought they said, but what I really, what they really must say. Um, and there's a bit of a difference. Um, some books these days, is a lot of indie authors are trying to put things out very, very quickly, particularly if they're in that Kindle Unlimited scheme, or their books are in that scheme, because there's a lot of appetite to, for people to have things to turn the pages of. And um, I'm not saying those books are bad, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, the kind of modern equivalent of Pulp Fiction, but, um, but the pace has got so heated now, that I do wonder sometimes how much time is spent revising things. And maybe it doesn't matter, maybe the audience for those books doesn't care and they're fine with them as they are, and that's, that's fine. Um, there's a place for all kinds of different books in all kinds of different genres, all kinds of different styles. For me, I do insist on uh, a lot of tinkering about, <laughs> a lot of trying to get things not perfect. Um, I know that I don't. I have no pretensions that they're masterpieces or anything. I just just have certain kind of standards, which uh, I stick to. That's just kind of the way I am, really, with all kinds of things. Probably drive everyone mad, but there you go. <laughs> you kind of have ways of doing things, and uh, and there's uh, there's no harm in trying to do something well. I don't think. If you're going to do it, you might as well have a proper stab at it. Anyway, I'm rather warm now with a coat on. I'm going to have to stop and take it off in a sec. Then we'll trot down the hill and uh, give Lottie a bit of a something to eat, I think. Good girl. Tell her breakfast hours ago, of course, but uh, just give her a little something after her walk, usually. Nothing unhealthy. She's got very good, very slim figure, pretty fit for her age, so you're doing well, aren't you, lots? Anyway, we sidestep the pile of throughout the hay for the horses to eat when the horses are in here. 
head back to the lane. Just clumber over this stile. Come on, Lolly. There's a gap at the side you can uh, sort of about get through. This is the point where I start to sign off. Good girl, come here. Let's get her to lead so she doesn't. Uh, good girl. Doesn't dive down into the road, which we can't see. We've got to sort of peer around the corner of the hedge. Nothing coming, and off we go. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, the uh, <laughs> the roughly dozen of you <laughs> think listen to these things. But who knows, you know, one day uh, people may look back at these and say, ah, oh, it's all uh, all the secrets. But it's nice to talk to you, nice to have a chat. And uh, thanks for uh, various questions and comments. Oh, we're talking about questions. One email I had recently, somebody was saying kind of about a forum idea. Um, not quite, I must reply to that email, but... Um, the, uh, we don't exactly have a forum, we did have a, there are Facebook pages, there's a Facebook page for me, there's, there are the Facebook groups still there, but I'm not really using them, so there's the Awkward Squad Facebook group, oh, here comes a car, come here Lodi, come to the side, good girl, hopefully just wide enough, that van's a go by there, otherwise we'd have had to, uh, Sort of clamber up the bank or something. Anyway, um, yeah, the the idea of the membership site is is that anybody who is a member can comment on any of the posts. But I don't exactly have a sort of uh, discussion point. I'd have to think how that would have to be. Like, say, you know, could there be like a, a post about each book and people could comment on that if they wanted? Um, might become a bit unwieldy. I don't know. The other thing, I guess, would could be I could do something, say, I don't know, once a month, it could be a, a sort of ask-me-anything kind of post, and then people could do that, and that would be fresh then. Ooh, I just thought of that as I'm walking along. It shows you what they say about fresh air and exercise uh, stimulating the brain is, is true. <laughs> and there's people who, uh, who do dictate. Um, as they walk around. Quite a good thing to do. Right, let's see, we're just going to go through this little wood here. Call it a wood, it's a bit of a scrubby patch of brushes and a little stream running through it. Ow! And nettles have just got me right through my trousers. God! I guess it's time of year. Come on, Lottie. Anyway, thanks very much and thanks for uh, all your support, encouragement and uh, reviews and those of you who might have sort of told family or friends about the books, that's all really good, it's really helpful. And uh, thank you very much, especially to all those people who have uh, sent me a mug of tea and I go and have something now. Um, buy the coffee.com, coffee.com, buy me a cup of tea or mug of tea, whatever it says on my website, it's always much appreciated. So uh, I'll sign off and talk to you next week and uh, let you know if I do any kind of uh, ask me anything type idea. I'm quite keen with that idea now. All right, take care and bye.